you know, the bane of my existence right now has been this endless chatter and pontificating of the Fed pivot. I, I, I don't get it. Everyone's been talking about this Fed pivot nonsense, and I am I'm just in shock. Yes, a pivot is imminent, but it's nonsensical in its immediate variety. It's nonsensical at the end of this fourth quarter. It's simply nonsensical. L.A. Aiko here, Trade Talk with a Hedge Fund Insider. You know, I wanted to preface that as me and my friends uh, and colleagues on the street have jokes about uh, people pontificating about Fed pivots. I want to make a note of this. Chicago Fed Chair Charles Evans, um, he thought that easily when in the midst of raising rates, we could just cut the rates when they get too high. Do you know what a immediate reversal of course of action is? Like what that actually means? It means something is broken. And the title of this episode is Fed Pivot Means Something is Broken. You see, to my opinion, and this is all opinion-based and why I don't take this Fed Pivot stuff so seriously yet, and not to say seriously as in I would be overly short, but seriously as in the sense of, oh man, they're gonna, they can't let this economy just go to hell in a handbasket. They've got to pivot is because inflation is still running extremely hot. 8.1 for those who don't remember. In my previous episodes, I spoke about what I thought inflation was going to be, hit it right on the nose, 8.1. The leaders in CPI from the most recent print were healthcare, which we didn't talk about too much in our podcast. Food, which is um, was talked about in our soft commodities episode, right? The price of uh, slaughtering of meat would become more expensive and grains would become more expensive due to war. Boom. And lastly, rents, the leaders of this. Here we are. I don't foresee that we get a back off in CPI coming into um the September print, sorry, the October print. We've we've done the September print. The October print, I think we still have strong CPI numbers going into December. However, we do have a very, very big issue with consumers' ability to consume. As you can see, you have a lot of retailers talking about that uh, they have oversupply and they're trying to attract the consumer into the store early, which would be smart of them because the consumer has a limited amount of discretionary money. So get them to purchase and get their dollar as early as you can. However, will the consumer do so? Can the consumer do so? So when you say this and you say that you could get a pivot, you haven't even been able to manage some of these issues yet where the financing has become too expensive and the asset prices have come down. Instead, there's still some financing out there. It's not even that hard to get. I, I've been able to acquire some myself recently. It's still out there. It's a matter of how consumers choose to use it. 
what we've seen in the retail markets of uh, stock trading is that uh, consumers are late to the party, but now they're putting their money on the sidelines, not playing the volatility game as much as they were playing anymore. However, if you were to pay attention to institutions prior to that, they were already on the sidelines, waiting for when they could deploy capital, waiting for when some of those dips, excuse me, <coughs> some of those dips came into play and uh, scooping up positions and therefore giving you your uh, bear rally. Ah, okay. We can understand that. And some people could say, um, you know, that, that goes to the point of buy the dip. But here's the issue. You can buy as many dips as you want if you continue to have CPI, stay hot, stay strong. You can't pivot. I think everyone knows that. But we also know that a pivot is imminent. So one would try to say, how do you project what to do with the pivot? How, how, how to manage it? Where, what, you know, what's the direction? Well, you know because of the yield curve it's tell, and its inversion is telling you that a pivot must happen. But you also know, um, and, I, and I take these words from Vice Chairman uh, Leo Bernard, uh, Miss Bernard, voting member, saying, hey, she thinks that it would be a gradual back off of, uh, a, a gradually backing off of doing rate increases, which I can understand. You may get to a point where things can remain now stagnant, or you can get to a potential position of where instead of 75 basis points, you do 50 basis points. However, you have Fed meetings in November and another one in December, if I'm not mistaken. And please forgive me if I'm if I if I you know am off, but I do know before we get our next CPI print, we will definitely have another Fed meeting. And with things running hot, you can easily see 50 to 75 basis points. 75 is the more realistic place to be. Um, you can easily see that there is nothing that is pushing back against inflation, whereas consumers are choosing to absorb some of this. I'm not saying all of it. There's many people who have discomfort, but it is still being absorbed nonetheless. So you're going to have to get a downturn and a steep decline. You're not going to get away from it. This pivot that is going to happen is going to cause that downturn, steep decline, and there's going to have to be an increase in unemployment. Um, I'm very comfortable with keeping a mitigated approach to, you know, being short. I'm very happy to take my time um, and only play the names that I'm very clear on. I don't think there's a reason to run in there like a lot of people that I do know and friends that I do know who are just, you know, trading the spy and looking for the volatility swings. There's money to be made there, obviously, but I don't like the money that's being made there. Personally, I think that you're risking too much to get it. I'd rather position myself to what is imminent to happen in the holiday season, and that is a lackluster uh, consumer follow-through, which would then be followed by um, earnings being poor, which would then be followed by consumers being hit again when credit has to contract, so on and so forth. I'd rather start putting my ducks in a row to fully manage and take advantage of that. This episode's not more so to say, here's a recommendation of things to buy or what to do. This is a 
this is just a brief conversation about pivots. Um, I disdain the conversation. I rue the day that I have to continuously hear it. Every day that I wake up that I do have to hear it because it is nonsensical in its short-term view. Um, I don't think that we even stop start to see rates slow down in terms of rising. I think that you could get a pause before you get a slowdown. But then they'll continue to raise those rates because something must break in the rental market. We're getting some uh, chatters coming out of Miami. We're getting some chatters coming out of New York. But we have not seen an overall capitulation. And it needs to happen. And until I see that happening, I do not take my, uh, my, my vantage point off of short. But I do proceed with caution on the short. We always will have these bear market rallies that will obviously fade. So I stay with my head on the swivel, one eye open. Thank you guys for tuning in. Just wanted to give my little two cents there. Uh, Our pivot will come, uh, but I don't think we see it anytime soon. Um, and and, And more so. Everyone is, you know, big names are running for the hills for recession. Bezos, uh, screaming from the hills for recession. Bezos, Musk, Druckenmiller, you name them. Uh, I've already seen it. Saw, I saw how it would play out even. Spoke about it long ago. I do say it to pat myself on the back, but more so I say it because his under, the understanding of that concept as to why I will not sit here and just say, Fed pivot. Most people are asking for that pivot to save their own portfolios. It's a it's a selfish narrative because you would like to see that, you know, you are looked after by the Fed and uh, the overall administration. But there has been a lot of cheap money for a lot for a long time. And of course, I would want there to continue to be cheap money. But the assets that you're even trying to buy are out of whack. And I know in good conscience with the money, I wouldn't want to purchase the assets at those prices. And it proves itself every day from a company like Revlon, which uh, in the in the heyday of cheap money is over $300, $400 stock to going bankrupt. Cheap money will devour you. Leverage will devour you. And it has shown itself in the crypto market. It has shown itself in consumer products. It has shown itself in derivatives. And this is just another revolution around the sun. The world keeps spinning. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. L.A. Echo here. Trade Talk with a Hedge Fund Insider. Take care.